2: 77
3: W.A.B.C. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. It is officially St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. We hope that you make the best of it and have a wonderful day. Okay, I'm finally ready to give you my take on the possible indictment of former President Trump in Manhattan. In a few minutes, I will detail why the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, if he goes forward, he will not get the conviction against Mr. Trump. Now, let's stop for a second. I'm not just someone giving you my opinion. If you followed my career, and I've said this uh, over and over and over, I have actually covered the federal court system uh, for the Southern District of New York as an in-bed reporter. And so I bring an expertise that most journalists do not. I have actually been in the Southern District, even though it would be Alvin Bragg bringing the case uh, in this uh, situation. If he goes forward, he can get the indictment. That says nothing. It will only backfire and energize Mr. Trump's presidential campaign. Yes, the involvement of then-fixer Michael Cohen in this was his involvement in this situation. The campaign finance violation is one of the reasons why he went to federal prison. The other one was for lying to Congress. But keep in mind that Michael Cohen is not the former president of the United States. All Team Trump would need is one member of the jury. Keep that in mind to refuse to vote to convict. Keep that in mind. I'm going to detail the discussion uh, in, as it relates to this in just a second. We are going to open the telephone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800 800-848- 848 9222. I am annoyed this morning. We are looking at the Keystone Cops when it comes to running the city of New York. The city government of New York has put itself in a situation of how can it ever say the words budget cuts are needed again at city agencies with a straight face. How could they ever do it? And Mayor Adams has asked city agencies to cut their budgets by 10%, by the way. How could they ever do this going forward with a straight face? Why? Currently, more than 50,000 migrants have flooded into the city since last spring, including 31,000 who are living in 100 and... uh, one emergency shelters. So Mayor Adams, the mayor welcomed migrants to New York, and now the total daily cost every twenty four hours, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock of housing, food, and other service for migrants is pegged at about four point. $4. Six million dollars million, tick-tock, tick-tock, every 24 hours, tick-tock, tick-tock. How could you ever tell us again about budget cuts when it seems like when it comes to the migrants, you can just find the money somewhere. But that's not even the worst of the situation. That's not even the worst. The approximate $4.6 it costs the city of New York, almost every day with the feds looking the other way. That's not even the worst of the situation. Here is the worst. Migrants right now have, according to Mayor Adams, they may have to almost wait 10 years. The migrants that are here right now, how convenient. We'll have to wait almost 10 years just to start the immigration process. So before you welcomed migrants to New York, Mr. Mayor, did you consider that once? And so the mayor himself is acknowledging that the pileup of ICE appointments could offset his plan to relocate migrants to other cities because they still have to be in New York to maintain their scheduled immigration date. And asylum seeker appointments are fully booked through October 2032. 2032. Meaning again, migrants. May have to be here. They may have to wait almost a decade. How convenient just to enter the immigration court process. Kids are being shot a lot these days in New York City. Where is the leadership, Keystone Cops? Where is the leadership? Just hours ago, 16-year-old boy shot outside a Bronx Elementary School playground. Next to the elementary school, the team was shot in his backside near the entrance to the basketball courts of the playground at PS 49, the Willis Avenue School, near the corner of East 140th Street and Alexandria Avenue and Mott Haven, about 425 p.m. And that's why I say bravo to businesses that are taking such matters into their own hands. An Upper West Side supermarket is using facial recognition technology. Bravo to bust thieves as this wave of shoplifting continues to slam the city. I do not see this as an invasion of privacy. I don't see it as Big Brother. I see it as businesses that have to survive and they have to do what they have to do since the city seems these days to be run by Keystone cops. The fairway on Broadway, West 74th Street, collecting customers' personal information, such as eye scans and voice prints, in an effort to stop the shoplifting, wrecking uh, havoc on the market. The firm says in a statement, this technology... Is helping our stores reduce retail crime, an industry-wide challenge that has increased dramatically over the last few years. The store hung a small sign on its uh, front entrance alerting customers that it collects, retains, converts stores or shares customers' biometric information in an effort to stop repeat crooks. And it's something that needs to be done. So now, former President Trump, and in a moment, we are going to go to your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this St. Patrick's Day, a Friday. You know, some of us uh, may refer to the district attorney in Manhattan as Turnham Loose Alvin Bragg. And... He may be about to indict former President Donald Trump, but as I said just minutes ago, remember I told you he will never get the conviction, at least not on this. And so some of you that will say, oh, Dominic, there you go, Trump apologists, save your email, save your breath, I hear you. But I'm stating this based on fact, not on opinion. So the grand jury is investigating, as we all know, the $130,000 wire payment to Stormy Daniels, the adult film film star. Her real name is uh, Stephanie Clifford. And Trump's uh, former fixer and lawyer, Michael Cohen, has admitted to orchestrating the payment in the days before the 2016 election claiming that he and Trump believed it would hurt Trump's presidential campaign if Daniels made public the uh, alleged affair with the uh, businessman-turned-politician. So an attorney for the former president is calling the investigation. Uh, He is criticizing it, and he is lashing out, that is, Joe Tacopina lashing out calling the investigation politically motivated and sent the letter, which is dated for today, to the commissioner of the New York City Department of Investigation, claiming that prosecutors have weaponized their office and that this is political. A spokesperson for Bragg uh, declined to comment. So remember now, what Trump is originally accused of in this situation. It's like a two-step process. The campaign finance violation. Folks, that's only a misdemeanor punishable by a year in prison. Small potatoes for a former president. So now here's the real issue. Under New York law, falsifying business records is a felony where the falsification is intended to cover up another crime. So based on that, it sounds like the prosecutors have the goods on Trump. That's what it sounds like. Remember, he needs one, only one juror to refuse to convict, and you got a hung jury, and that's that. The prosecutors can come back for a second time, but they're not going to get the conviction. Do you really think a sitting jury is going to convict a former president of the United States of something like this? It is not going to happen. We are now going to start taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, t <laughs> I'm looking up now, folks, at the uh, video that just distracted me, of the subway attack, the autistic teen that was beaten on the subway, the A train, just the other day. But we're going to start right now with your telephone calls. Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind?
2: Okay, Dominic, uh, related directly to what you were saying, do you think any jury in Manhattan? The answer is yes, because it's Manhattan. And that is why the Trump campaign has to go, if they'd be very foolish, if they don't go after Latisha James in this in this case, because she is Alvin Bragg's boss, and she ran on a platform that she was wait, wait, going wait, to Wait, get
3: wait, to wait, come. wait, 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 Larry, where are you getting this from that she's uh, his boss?
2: She is uh, the attorney general. She does not have the right to fire him in the formal sense, as that's reserved for the governor. But the attorney general is over the DA in a supervisory capacity, and she does have influence and and con- some control over him. Let's put it that way. I once researched this. You can do the same if you like. Being, being as I said, she is the one that is pushing Bragg because Bragg initially did not want to indict Trump when he first uh, came into office, as we know, and now he's coming, he's, he's stepping in line with Letitia James. Okay,
3: but now, wait, wait, race... wait, wait, Larry, do you really believe Alvin Bragg would put his career on the line based on some counsel? from Letitia James? I don't think so.
2: Hey, listen, listen to me. Let me tell you something. This man doesn't put any stake in his career. He is a renegade. He is, he's just trying to turn society upside down. He doesn't really care, okay? He's a one-shot pony. Now, I just want to say, this is there's a racial component here because Letitia James this Sunday is going to be holding a drag story hour in response to the fact that a white woman, Vicky Palladino, challenged a black woman, I uh, spoke out against, uh, was challenged no, no, by no, a no, black no, woman. No, 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 okay. Wait, Larry,
3: you're making a whole lot of leaps here. That doesn't make sense, to be honest it's, with you, my friend. The situation with Councilwoman Palladino, that has nothing to do. It, it's about the issue of um, of the Drag Story Hour. That has nothing to do with Letitia why, James. O- why that's wait between the Speaker of the City Council that removed her from the committee and the councilwoman. You're mixing apples and oranges. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: Th- then why all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Letitia James is involved in the drag queen story hour? She wasn't involved
4: before a white right, woman right. Okay, challenged what was going against wait, a black wait, wait, woman?
3: Wait, Larry, Larry. Uh, what? Now, one can question the timing, but you're making a lot of assumptions here, and and you don't have anything to back that up. I, I'm a oh, journalist. Yes, I do. I, well, well, I, okay, how do you back it up?
2: Okay. Al Sharpton was the one that interviewed Alvin Bragg about whether he could be neutral. Of all people, Al, you, you, okay. Al Sharpton. Okay. Well, okay? Well,
3: I didn't ask you about Al it's Sharpton. There's a racial I, component. I, listen, a, I, said, yeah. I said what I said to you, Larry, please stay with me here. How do you make the connection... Well, you're tying Letitia James to Alvin Bragg. You're tying Letitia James to, to, uh, Councilwoman, uh, Palladino. Where are you getting this from?
2: Listen, you keep challenging me. I'm just telling you, wake up and smell the coffee. She ran on a platform of getting Trump. That was a racially charged platform, and she was not challenged on it. You you run for office on on getting one man? to be white? I I,
3: I believe that's wrong, but she never said it was because of race. She said it was because of corruption. So you're making that jump. I don't have the luxury of making that jump. I go on fact. I'm not going to say anything over the – I have too much respect – for the Casamantini's and for this radio station to just speculate. I go based on fact, Larry. You're making a lot of assumptions. Well, I'll let well, you have well, a final uh, say.
2: My, okay. I'm, I'm saying she has drawn the consistency by by, by 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 scheduling, by getting involved in this drag queen uh, controversy. because it's a white woman against a black woman. Letitia James, if, if she really wanted to show she's not about race, she would have stayed out of this. She, played, she tilted her cards. We know what she's all about now, and that's what this Trump is thing too. It's out to get Trump. He came after the first black president, and that's where the hatred for Trump comes, because he's white after the first black president. That, if you want to know where her hatred comes from, that's where it comes from.
3: Okay, so I, I've already said that uh, Bragg won't get the conviction on Trump. So, but but you're acting like you're acting like the DA doesn't believe that he has a case here. I mean. It, they, they have the checks. They, they have uh, Michael Cohen. I don't know how good of a witness he'll be at a, at a trial, considering uh, that he did prison time himself. But but they, they have what's referred to as a star witness. They'll never get Trump. But I, I go again, Larry. I thank you for the call. I go based on, on fact and tying Letitia James to the drag queen hour. It just doesn't make any sense. She's doing it on Sunday, but the battle is between the Speaker of the City Council and Councilwoman Palladino. I feel it's unfortunate to remove the Councilwoman from her committee because her constituents uh, put her there, but it, it, it is what it is. We'll see how this plays out. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
5: Top of the morning to you, Dominic, and a happy St. Patty's <laughs> Day to you.
3: Same to you. Same to you.
5: Thank you, sweetheart. Um, you know, I happen to know Joe Tacopina through his mom from many, many decades ago. And, I ha- and you probably know him personally as well. I do. But you-, but you can't say what I'm about to say. I happen to know that Joe Tacopina does not take any case that he is not 10 million percent certain that he can win. So Donald Trump is not going to face any kind of criminal charges whatsoever.
3: Well, he he may now, I I will say this, Jacqueline, he may be indicted. He may be indicted. But there's no way in the world that uh, Mr. Bragg uh, is going to get a conviction. And if I were Mr. Bragg, I would focus on the real criminals and leave the former president alone. Because if he goes after Trump and doesn't get the conviction, his career is over. It's already over.
5: Oh, I was just going to say, hopefully, it, you know, from your mouth to God's ears. Hopefully, his career will be over, and that'll be the end of him. And the city can start to recover from what what's been going on for the past several years. But uh, you know, Joe Joe Takapina, I as far as I know, he's never lost a case. So I don't I don't think he would have taken this case on if he wasn't absolutely positive, without an ounce of doubt, that he would win this case.
3: It's going to be interesting. But, I mean, we're in la-la land if we think that a jury of 12 members is going to, for the first time ever, convict a former president of the United States on something like this. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But, Jacqueline, I, I, uh, I thank you for the call, and perhaps it's premature on this issue because uh, Mr. Trump has not been indicted as we speak Uh, But but an indictment may be looming. We will see. David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind?
6: Yes. Good morning, Dominic.
3: As a famous New York
6: Supreme Court judge, uh, New York State Supreme Court judge once said, "You could indict a a ham sandwich in New York." So if they want an indictment, they're going to get one. It's nearly impossible if the DA wants an indictment for it not to happen. Now, as far as the motivation, unlike Larry, who sees. Uh, black racism everywhere, even when there's no such uh, inkling of it. Um, This idea that Trump is being prosecuted because he's white, this is coming directly from Donald Trump. He has said this about Bragg. He has said this about Sammy Willis. He has said this about uh, Letitia James, who are all black. Now, I don't like Donald Trump. I despise the man. I think he was terrible. I think he's an ignoramus. but it's not because of his race that's ridiculous. There are plenty of legitimate reasons not to like Donald Trump. Okay, hey, I David, wait,
3: let, let me ask you no. a question. Yeah, Biden, please. Biden and Trump. Are you are you really telling me that in your in your heart of hearts that you believe President Biden has been better than President Trump? On certain things, yes. He got infrastructure, he got the chips uh law put into
6: effect. He's done a lot. You know, look at the unemployment rate in this country. There's a lot of positive things going on in America. Yes, inflation is high. And trust me, every time I take my meager food stamp amount and purchase groceries, it hurts. Okay. So I understand inflation. It's, it's crazy. And next, by the way, next year, they're saying that the Social Security cost of living increase is only going to be 3%. How can that be when inflation is running over 10, 6, 8, 9, 10% on food? You know, the things are getting, I don't mean to change the subject, but. David, are you there? Okay, go
3: ahead. your phone, your phone no, is going whole, in and
6: out. Okay, let me, let me move. This whole Trump thing bothers me because, honestly, let's be honest about what Bragg is really doing. Bragg made a bunch of mistakes with releasing people for crimes and not prosecuting. And to cover that up and to distract from that, he's going after Trump because even if he loses, Dominic, it doesn't matter. He can point his finger and say, well, I went after the former president, and I'm so great, da-da-da-da. That's what he's really
3: doing. So if, I'm no fan of, of Alvin Bragg. David, if, if that's his way, uh, Mr. Bragg, of recovering from his um, lack of performance thus far, it will be career suicide to be the first district attorney to go after a former American president— and lose in court. And here's how I define lose, an outright, outright acquittal or a hung jury. Either one of those, Alvin Bragg's career is over. David, I thank you uh, for the call. I've got to take a break, folks. Uh, we see the calls from Queens to the Bronx to Manhattan, Pennsylvania, Westchester, and Staten Island. We will come back and discuss a number of issues right after this commercial break.
2: W-A-B-C. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: Happy St. Patrick's Day. We are back and a number of topics are on the table this morning. Uh, it, it's amazing to me, folks. The mayor of New York City, Mayor Adams, welcomes the migrants to New York City, and now, and now, he turns around and says, "Oops, there are no appointments. ICE appointments. They may have to be here for ten years, for up almost ten years before they can even start the immigration process." We're taking that on. We are also discussing the issue. That I am telling you folks, and I think I have an excellent track record of, I'm not the only one that said this, an excellent track record of predictions. I am telling you, yes, Trump may be indicted. There will never be a conviction, not on this, not on this Stormy Daniels situation, even Even if Bragg has got the goods, even if he's got the goods on Trump, you're not going to get a jury of 12 people to vote to convict on something like this. He's not Michael Cohen. This is the former president of the United States. It's never going to happen. And at the end of the day, all you need is one juror. You don't believe me? I covered the Menendez trial. Go ask Bobby Menendez, who's still in the Senate, and was crying in the courtroom uh, right outside the courtroom in the hallway to me every day that he thought his life was over. All he needed was one juror for a hung jury, and that's exactly what he got. And then the second time, the Fed said, no, Moss, we'll pass. We're not going to retry him. Let's go to uh, Frankie in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Frankie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: Dominic, good morning. Uh, Great to be speaking with you. Really appreciate you and your work.
3: Thank you. Go right ahead, Frankie. Well,
4: um, you know, this whole idea of the, um, the migrants and that it's going to be 10 years. I mean, come on. We could set aside a fund that says, you know what, go wherever you want in the United States and we'll drive you back by limo and we'd be spending, you know, millions of dollars less. This idea that somehow, well, we invited them and now they need to stay here for the next decade. The city will be in ruins. The city, I mean, you quoted it earlier, over $4 million burn rate every day in terms of expenses. How can we sustain that? We're we're charging, we're thinking of charging congestion pricing. We're thinking of charging um, parking permit fees. How much more can the average working person in New York get soaked? Hey, Frankie,
3: I'm glad that you that you said that the MTA and what you just alluded to, I understand yeah. it's a big agency, but, I mean, yeah. come on. Every time we look, the MTA has a deficit. Now they want to charge yeah. New Yorkers $30 to park wherever you folks park at in your community, a permit, $30 a month just for that, and that only will solve... Twenty five percent of the MTA's financial crunch. It it you know and, and, and you know, Frankie, sometimes when I'm passing uh, MTA vehicles, I believe they stop the process of almost all of their managers driving cars. But yeah. they, I, I always look when I see an MTA vehicle because I'm like, you're always crying broke, but all of your executives all drive cars. Give me a break that's paid for by taxpayers. And then you want congestion pricing. Which will destroy this city? It's like uh, I, I don't get it. And then you turn around with the mayor, and he welcomes. I, I, I swear to you, I would have been there as mayor at the first bus, symbolically, to say, no, 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 turn that bus around. You are not the, uh, embarking here in the city of New York. We do not have the money. I'm sorry, but, Amen. but, but Amen. go ahead, go ahead, Frankie. But see, but but when you when you want to be the good guy to everybody. This is what happened. So 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 you, you promised them everything. You you promised them uh you promised them a um a banana float and can't even afford to pay for a regular cone. I mean and, and when I say afford to pay for, I mean we. We, Frankie. Final word before yeah. we move on.
4: No, um I agree with everything and, and I think it's tragic that Mayor Adams in the interest of upping his profile and trying to be part of a national debate or a national dialogue. Yes. That's why he got into it. And he he wrote checks on the New York City taxpayer. I'm a compassionate person, but why are we welcoming people from all over the world? As long as there's one kid in the South Bronx who doesn't have enough to eat or one elderly person sitting in Brooklyn who's worried about her heating bill, Why are we taking in others when we can't afford to take care of our own that have, that have been here? I mean, I'm, I'm a a child of immigrant myself. I'm sensitive to it, but common sense, if you don't have any bread in your cupboard just to feed your kids, you don't invite your neighbor and you say, I'm sorry. Um, So, but it was all because in my opinion, Eric Adams wanted to insert himself into a national dialogue to increase his own stature. I mean, That's what the guy's been doing for the past three decades. It's the Eric show all day, all night, what he can do to promote himself. And unfortunately, he does it on the New York City taxpayers' dollar.
3: Well, Frankie, thank you for the call this morning from Pennsylvania. I agree with your assessment. But my thing is this. If you're going to insert yourself, I don't have a problem with that. But do your homework. Do your homework and have your facts. Because at the end of the day, somebody's got to pay for this. And you can't say to city agencies, cut your budget by 10% and then turn around and take the, the, the coffers of the taxpayers, spend every dime we have, go in the hole for a bunch of migrants. I know that sounds harsh, but at the end of the day, it is the reality. Let's go to Vito on Staten Island. Good morning, Vito. What's on your mind?
2: Hey, Donna Kawaii, one hour isn't enough for your show. Uh, You should have at least two hours. Anyway, two things.
6: Um, Yeah, you're right.
2: You only need one jury to not uh, convict uh, anyone in in a trial. But I think their big trophy is to have Donald Trump perp walked. That visual of self is big in, in in their minds to destroy that man's reputation. That's number one. Number two, as far as what Larry said,
6: yeah, the drag, the Drake story thing, the Drake queen thing, it makes no sense. But think about what he said. Letitia James
2: could be telling uh, uh, Bragg what to do. And in the end, down the road, we may find that, that out to be true. And that's called conspiracy, and that is the real crime here, not what Donald
7: Trump is being accused of.
3: Well, it, it's, it, it's going to be uh, interesting, Vito. Uh, and and you're you're right. Uh, and and I don't even think there'll be a perp walk. You can't perp walk the former president of the United States. I mean, Dominic, it, they are gonna no. They want this. No, no, Vito. I think that is their trophy. No, no, no. Okay, I hey, could no, be wrong. Hey, no, no, Vito. I could be wrong, and you could be right. But I am telling you that. If, if I'm the prosecutor prosecuting Trump, there is no way in hell that I would have him perp walk. None. He would never see handcuffs. Out of respect, he's the former president of the United States of America. And he may be. They don't the, have no the, respect for him, and, Dominic. And, but he may be the next president of the United. All you're going to do is energize him, make him a martyr in terms of politics <laughs> And energize his campaign even more. That's he's not gonna stop. If you think he's gonna go, oh, I'm indicted, I'm 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 shameful. That's not his nature. He's gonna say, let's fight fire with fire, and he's gonna bring it. And I would say this to Mr. Bragg with all due respect, thank you for the call, Vito. I hope, Mr. Bragg, that you understand what you're getting into because this is hardball one oh one. And when you ran for district attorney, the other candidates didn't really look into your background. I know you have a stellar background in law enforcement, but you better have one because they're going to find every little thing in your background. And I hope that you can stand the the scrutiny test uh, going forward because it is going to be interesting. But again, Mr. Trump has not been indicted on anything as of yet. We will see uh, what will happen. Charles and Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning.
8: Good morning. Um, First of all, I want to say that basically I'm calling to say that I want to give you a hard time on the fact that you're claiming the fact that uh, Trump will not be found guilty. Before I say that, I want to just respond something to the caller that said that uh, the caller that – wait, I'm, I'm blanking out. I'll okay, sure just go that. ahead,
3: Charles, and get no, to no, the no, point.
8: No, let, me, let me finish the point about the fact. Okay, go Larry, ahead. You told Larry that you're dealing with facts. If, I, mean, I, I told – wait, wait, wait. I told, times, wait,
3: wait. I told Larry that what?
8: That you're dealing in facts. You know, I am dealing in facts. I am dealing in facts. Right, okay. Now, but but the truth is that if one throws, throws a nickel a trillion times, it is not 100% that it will be even one head. One or two or more, not 100%. Now, if one person can indict, if one person can say guilty, why can't 12? I know the odds are way against it. But then again, Clinton was impeached on a simple lie about a sex scandal. Okay, wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, wait. wait. Was Bill Clinton removed from office? No. I, I rest my case. I rest my case. Uh, but here's Zippins. Here, all you need is was, when, I'm when Trump, wait, wait, a Trump. Wait, 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 wait. When, tr- when Trump was impeached, was he removed from office? No, because the Trump didn't do I rest my case. I rest my case. I'm, I'm going to put this in language that everybody can understand, Charles, and I'll let you continue. We're talking about big dogs here. We're talking about the top dog in America, the former president of the United States. This is not Michael Cohen. The jury, the fact, if he's indicted, the ju- when they even see Mr. Trump, and you believe that 12 New Yorkers, you might have some that don't like him, but you believe that 12 New Yorkers are going to vote to convict on a felony the former president of the United States on something that's not clear-cut? Charles?
8: Well, the truth is, though, but what if he gets another two indictments, and the jurors feel, my God, he's guilty on that one.
3: No, but Charles, that that will be Charles. That will be guilty. Charles. Charles. No no, 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 no. Charles, it sounds like you're hoping that he's guilty, but that would be I'm, okay. But I'm that the will be
8: Trump maggot time. Okay, okay,
3: okay, So then that would be I before. A, him the, every day. That would be before a different jurisdiction. The jurisdiction would be in Georgia. And if you think you're going to get a conviction based on those telephone calls, it's not going to happen because you've got to prove his intent. We've all heard the calls. You cannot get a conviction based on him saying to the state attorney general of Georgia, find me. I think he said 14,000 votes. You can't prove criminality in that you, you can assume that's what he meant. But, but as I've said, Charles, he could have been making the case, and I'm sure his lawyers will argue this, that 14,000 votes were stolen from me. You find them and correct them. How are you? You're not going to be able to prove criminology. Charles, I, didn't want, I did most of the talking. I'll give you the final word before I move on.
8: Okay. I, I, I know it's like 99%. You're right, but there's still a half of a percent or whatever left that's possible.
3: Charles, I, I, I'll bet my life on it that, that you won't get a conviction. I've sat in many – now, this this is different because it's federal courtrooms. I've sat in state courtrooms as well, and I've studied juries. I've looked in their faces. I've chased jurors down. It is a lot of pressure when you are on a jury and someone's life is in your hand. They're not on something like this. They are not going to vote to convict the former president of the United States. Your mouth
8: to God's ears, what can
3: I say? Right. We will see. Thank you. uh, Thank you for the call Let's go to Christine in Manhattan. Good morning, Christine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you today? I'm well, and I hope you are as well.
9: Well, I'm listening to this, and the country is in a disaster zone. And I don't care if Donald Trump has an orgy with the devil. I will still vote for him to get back in the White House so he can start to clean up the mess that the United States has become. They're talking about now cutting Social Security. Oh, yes, I even heard this on Mark Levin. Uh, And seniors and people on on fixed incomes have been hurt the most by this horrendous economy. Now they want to get rid of the cut-down Social Security, but they have money for this swarm of migrants who don't even like the food that they throw out. If Trump gets back, I can see him getting a mercy ship loading them all onto the Mercy ship and sending them down to Tierra del Fuego. The mercy would be on the people of America and New York because we need it.
3: No doubt about it, Christine. Uh, I, I, I don't even think this scenario would have happened if Mr. Trump was still in office because it sounds cruel, but I support it when, when he said, uh, and thank you for the call, I support it when under Trump he said, no, 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 you're not coming here if it means we have to split the family up then so be it and i say the same then so be it it is what it is i've got to take a break i see jennifer in boston is standing by halls and queens the bronx westchester the state of ohio new jersey and we are going to take a break a break when we come back to chronicles of dominic carter coming up at the top of the hour frank marano and the other side of midnight
6: W-A-B-C. these are the chronicles of
2: dominic carter on 77 wabc
3: former city controller scott stringer has been slapped with a lawsuit from a woman who publicly accused him of inappropriately touching her stringer has strongly denied the allegations gene kim claims that when she was interning on Stringer's 2001 campaign for public advocate, he allegedly came on to her during three separate cab rides, put his hands allegedly down her pants, and once kissed her, according to the Manhattan Supreme Court lawsuit, which was filed the other day. She claims none of the touching was consensual and that she had no romantic interest in Stringer, who was in a relationship with another woman at the time, this suit says. So Stringer dropped out of the race for mayor when these allegations came forward, and there's talk that when Congressman Gerald Nadler um, retires that Stringer, that Nadler wants Stringer for that seat, uh, but we don't know how this is going to play out with Gene Kim uh, and former city controller Scott Stringer. We are taking uh, your telephone calls in a moment, I'm going to Jennifer in the Bronx, but let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. It says here, Robert, you disagree with me on Trump getting convicted.
7: Yeah, I know it seems like I disagree with you a lot, Dominic, but I have that's, to tell that's you, okay. that's okay. That's okay. No, the reason why I always call when I disagree with you is because the best conversations in the world are when you disagree with somebody that you got enormous respect for, well, because thank you, you get you learn. You learn even when you don't agree. Okay, and fair I enough. And I always see why you're saying what you're saying. But I'm looking at the data here, and it's like Trump has a 17% approval rating in Manhattan. Bragg got 81% of the vote in Manhattan. So right. while what you're from a traditional um, um, commonly held knowledge you're right. but this isn't what we're dealing with right now. Yes it I is. I mean, could yeah, you yeah. imagine what he would
3: accomplish? But wait, if he Robert, Got that scalp? But but you but he's not. You're proving my point. Let me oh, t- I know. Let, let, let me Let me tell case, you. You're absolutely let, let me, right. Let me yeah. tell you why you're proving my point. So, if okay. if you're prosecutors from Bragg's office, you want an all black jury. If if you're prosecutors from Bragg's office, if you okay. are if you are defense counsel, for Mr. Trump, you want an all-white jury. Now, an all-white jury or an all-black jury are are, are, are not uh, reality in Manhattan. But remember, here's what I want you to keep in mind, Robert. Attorneys, mm-hmm. when it comes to the jury, as you know, they, they, they have experts on juries that read body right. language and so on. And they get exemptions. <clears throat> so you mentioned the high vote that Bragg got in Manhattan. You're correct, right? right. But the moment that Trump's lawyers sees, uh, and and they're not gonna they, they they're not gonna say they're making their decisions based on race. But if you're Trump, if I'm Trump's lawyer, if I'm representing Trump, Dominic Carter, I'm gonna knock off the jury with my exemption, almost every African American that I can. Not not because I want to do it, but because I want to win. And and at that level, it's all about winning. So, yes, there there's tremendous – and I'm going to let you finish in one second. There's tremendous dislike of Trump in Manhattan, but if you're defense counsel, you even the deck, and you find one or two supporters that are not going to come out and say it of Mr. Trump, and if you can achieve that alone – you have won victory before the first opening argument even starts. But go ahead, Robert.
7: Man, I gotta tell you, man, that was beautifully put, Dominic. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, um, thank you. The thing no no problem. The thing that I have with that is that A, you only have so many exemptions. Right. And I believe it's B, three, There are no and shortage there are no shortage of white liberals in Manhattan. Okay, so you can't just go by race. everything that we thought was conventional wisdom Dom has gone out the window. I mean seriously, especially in places like New York and california and and in any other place, you're absolutely right, also on the merits of the case factually again you're absolutely right i wouldn't even bring this case it's 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 a witch hunt okay
3: we'll I, let's call I, what if, it is if i were a district but, attorney i would not bet my entire career because that's what he's doing on this case
7: if you were desperate
3: I, I i would not on this type of case i would not want to be the first district attorney no i would not do it
7: I. I hear you, man, but I really enjoyed the conversation, Dominic. You Thank have a good you. night. Man.
3: Thank you, Robert, in Philadelphia. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer, on this St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you.
10: Same to you. Um, and uh, I just want to say I agree, actually, with what the man is just saying to you because uh, it scares me, Dominic. Look at Look at how they've been trying these cases down in D.C., and um I, I wasn't i just want to speak to this briefly and i've one other point but i i it does it makes me very concerned because as michael savage said liberalism is a mental disorder and um these people it's like religion to them dominic and um it so that scares me but as far as the jury pool in, in manhattan um but that said i wanted to just to speak to something briefly that david brought up it perked my ears when he talked about the unemployment rate And um, I just – Biden is – he goes around telling people he's created more jobs than um, Obama and Trump combined and this and that. And the thing is, Dominic, we're still several million people underemployed from where we were when Trump was in office. And that's all that Biden has done. He says, I've created 12 million new jobs, 12 million – he has not. It's people re-entering the work pool after what happened with the pandemic, and of course, the press never says word one because you know they're all they're all in it together. You know, uh, it's hand in glove, so w- they don't question their own; they want to promote their own. So he never gets a question, he never gets called out because he's giving fugazi statistics because he's lying by omission. Um, and I, I I just find it so unsettling that where we are in this country. People forget so quickly or else they hate Trump so bad, as I said before. Um, They hate him more than they care for their own situation or certainly more than they love their country. And you look at where Trump was. We had no foreign entanglements. Gas didn't get up to over $5 a gallon, $7 in some places. Um, Food, the inflation rate was around one point odd percent. Nothing like it is now. The cost of food. We were energy independent. We were we were a primary exporter of energy. Now look at where we are. Um, It's so unsettling. Not to mention the two biggest things, which are, to me, I I mean treasonous. is the way he's handled the border and and afghanistan those I, should be two immediate disqualifiers they want to talk about trump and a phone call in georgia are you serious did anyone see what happened in well, afghanistan no, no, i it-
3: i i agree with you jennifer as it relates to the afghanistan situation now i will say this much and i thank you for the call the call that mr trump made to the georgia uh, state attorney general that was not his finest hour and it was not the wisest thing to do but again That does not, based on the telephone calls that are in the public that we have all heard, I am telling you, that does not rise to the level of criminal activity. You can call Mr. Trump whatever you want to. He's not stupid. And he knows, just like any other president knows, where that line is. And he did not cross that line. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind?
0: Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to comment quickly about Adams and the migrant situation. Yes. It should be no surprise to you or to listeners because it certainly isn't to me because on your show back in, I'd say, around Thanksgiving, you played a clip where Eric Adams said because he was so overwhelmed with migrants, the city resources were going to suffer. And so he said, he said
3: go bankrupt. He say, okay,
0: well, either way, the people living in this city that aren't, you know, migrants are going to get the short end of the stick. Now, you'll notice how there was, you know, in the summer and in the, in the early fall, we were talking about crime and we were talking about specifically mentally ill people. We had to find hospitals for them, beds for them. Well, that's going to take money. Where is that money being spent now? Migrants. Is that being spent on these mentally ill people who cannot help themselves,
3: who need our help? And no, and, and, and it's not and Alyssa, even being reported in the media and, anymore. And, Alyssa, not only that, uh, the issue of um, the issue of kids in the classroom and overcrowding in the classroom. That right? too. So, how so, can a teacher teach? You know, how can one teacher?
0: give the kind of individual time to a bunch, you know, 40, 50 kids, some of whom don't even speak English. Correct. So it's going to be a
3: problem. A A big problem. Thank you for the call, Alyssa. Dominic Carter here with you folks on Talk Radio. 77 WABC. I'm going to go right back to your telephone calls, but first, I'm joined by Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. Happy St. Patrick's uh, happy Day! Happy St. Patrick's
1: Day to you, my friend. Now, I know you're Irish, right? Yes, but Yes. Why, why are you not wearing
3: green? <laughs> well, because technically. The day doesn't start into a few hours. Uh, or, or the the station is already decorated oh boy, for, looks great. For, for big. Uh, you have to give Mrs. Katzimatidis a lot of credit for that. Uh, no doubt. And, but So I'll have on my green later on today. Is great. That, is All that right. fair enough? Uh, yeah,
1: I'm looking to grab one of those St. Patrick's Day lapel pins. I didn't see any out by reception where they normally are, but okay. I have last year's. I may wear that today. Fantastic. What do you have coming up? All right. uh, Action-packed show. We are going to do Ask Frank Anything next hour, where I will tackle questions on absolutely any subject. And you know the diversity of questions we get in that hour. Oh, boy. And then um, in the uh, 2 o'clock hour, I'm going to talk with uh, James Rosen, who has a fascinating new book out about Antonin Scalia. And unlike a lot of the other books that have been written on Scalia and uh, unlike a lot of the other articles, it doesn't really deal with his time on the Supreme Court. It deals with... His basically first 50 years of life and uh, his it's called Scalia rise to greatness. So I'm looking forward to that conversation very much. We got uh, denunciations and a few other fun things as well.
3: Well, I look forward to the show as
1: well. It's starting in just
3: minutes. And by the way, folks, I said that uh, that uh, Mr. Bragg will not get a conviction on Mr. Trump if he brings uh, criminal charges. I would say the same thing if it was Biden facing these charges under similar situation or any Democratic president. The there is not there, and you're not going to be able to get 12 jurors. I am stating this to you as a journalist, as fact, to uh, agree to convict. Eddie in Babylon, good morning. What's on your mind?
1: Dominic, what's on my
8: mind is an award to you for practicing evidential journalism.
3: People people it- don't want to hear that, though, Eddie. What, what they want to hear, it's amazing to me. What they want to hear is whatever their perspective may be. If you hate Trump, you want me to say he's a dead man walking. You know, well, but, but, but I don't do that. I go based on the evidence and the facts. God
8: bless you, because anybody can make up nut Utter, Dominic, and, and sell it as snake oil. But you know what? You are part of John Kitty's network and everything else, and you put the truth out. God bless you, my friend. Well, God thank you. That's
3: you. very nice of you to say. And all of this is possible due to our station owner operators, John and Margot Uh Margot Casamitidis, that woman, the, the positive things. And oh, Frank yeah. could back up everything Absolutely. that I'm saying. The things that that woman does and how much she supports all of our careers. And, you know, Frank, we never really talk about it on air. Right. But, but she is a remarkable, and so is her husband. Remarkable human beings. Yeah,
1: and I think a lot of people know about a lot of the charitable things they do, and a lot of the things that John does on the radio, and maybe politically. But they do so much behind the scenes that yes. they never seek credit for, that they never, uh, never look for credit for, and never get credit for. Really, uh, two remarkable people that uh, we're both lucky to forget about work for, but lucky to know. Absolutely,
3: honestly. absolutely. And 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 you almost forget that they're billionaires when you're in their presence. Right. That's how. Down That's to exactly earth they right. are. So, folks, I want you to enjoy this St. Patrick's Day. Matt, Kenneth, Alex, Frank, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight coming up right now.